is in the building. <laughs> Thank you, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Choso Podcast here on Strongport.com. I'm your host, JG Smooth. And you know, I had debated about bringing, busting out the Ice Cube intro again, because just like last week, uh, there's more good news to be had this week. Uh, and so, um, before I jump into that. Uh, I did want to briefly mention some other UCO uh, athletic happenings uh, around campus. Um, this Wednesday, which will be tomorrow, uh, the UCO women's soccer team, 17-1, they, they, they lost Friday to uh, North Northeastern State 2-1, uh, but um, rebounded and beat uh, Missouri Southern 2-1 on Sunday. The 17-1 UCO soccer team Host Wasburn in the uh, in the in, in the in the uh, MIAA soccer tournament. So uh, I believe they play at seven on Wednesday. So I would definitely come check that out. Um, and uh, volleyball, they they you know they they had a tough loss Friday to to. Uh, Sixth rank in the Rashford Master Kearney. They were ranked number two and two before they lost. Um, before they played UCO, the UCO lost uh, three sets to none. But they did rebound Sunday. I believe they beat Emporia. I mean, no, not Sunday, Saturday. They beat Emporia three sets to none. So I think they are now. I want to say they play again. I'm not really sure, but. Uh, what I have been told is it's going to be tough for them, even at, I believe they're at about 24, 25 wins. Even then, they still might not make the uh, the uh, NCAA tournament because of how the brackets and stuff are set up. So, uh, hopefully, those, those ladies can um, can make the tournament and, and continue playing on. Um Moving on now to uh, to some UCO football. So uh, the, the so the, the the main reason why I debated possibly using the "It Was a Good Day" intro uh, is because uh, not only did UCO win, uh, not only um, did they did they win, not only did they dominate. But they got another shutout. They they got another shutout and 31 and that win over uh, Missouri Southern. And this is this marks the first time since 1979 that the Broncos have posted back-to-back shutouts here. And by math, 
is correct, that would mean that um, the past two games against Washburn and Missouri Southern, uh, you still has has outscored the opponent sixty five to nothing. So uh, you know this is this is this is uh, glorious because uh, if if you recall at the first episode, I said that uh, this could possibly be UCL's best defense in quite some time, and you know early on it that that was not that did not seem to be the case but definitely as a as a late has uh really upped their uh their play there um I did watch the game, so before I get into the stats, uh, I, I, I just do I briefly do want to do want to talk about uh, the game as a whole. You uh, did come out the flat. They, there's there's no other way to say it. They they came out flat um, on that opening drive. Uh, Missouri Southern's running back Dalton James, who I believe finished finished with like 110 yards on. Uh, 25 carries. Um, pretty much was just running it at will. I mean, I I, I don't know exactly the yards yards per carry on that, but to me, just looking at it, it had to be at least four or five yards of carry they were getting. Uh, and they they were they were they were they were, they were definitely moving the ball. It, it was it was really concerning. Uh, and then out of nowhere, I, I guess it, I guess they tried to uh, outsmart themselves here, but they then decided to pass the ball, and uh, that was a great mistake on their part because the first pass was deflected. Now I'm not sure who took the ball. Um, I think it was a lineman, but uh, it, it was it was hard to tell. But what I could tell was that linebacker Colton Colton Lindsay, the uh, senior from CHA, came away with a huge interception to uh, end the end the drive there, and and that 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 was the most Thompson drive of the game for Missouri Southern right there. So um, they they came they came away with with the, with, the, with the turnover there, but could only get three points off the off the turnover, which was really really. Difficult. Uh, disheartening there because you gotta get, you gotta get touchdowns. Uh, but see, th- this is this is this is still where the absence of Chandler Garrett, um, where his impact is really felt here because you know in in the in the goal line, Chandler Garrett was was in there. But you know now you're not gonna you're not gonna run Will Collins a lot just by design because again your backup. Is a true freshman uh, who you're trying to register, so um, you know it just really. I, I don't want to say. I mean, it, it does limit your play calling, but it, it really takes away a huge option that has been money for you in 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 the past. But uh, Guerrero hit, I believe, it was a, 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 a 24-yard field goal. Um, they make it three, uh, three to nothing. Then after. Couple, couple, couple more stops uh, by by both teams, and and when I don't mean stops, you know, let me clarify. Missouri Southern did not stop us. Okay, we, we it was more we stopped ourselves because uh, again the, the the execution was uh, not there. Uh, again, there was some quality play calling in that game, um, but uh, just just not the, the the execution, especially in that first half, was uh, 
was uh, poor, and you never want to see that, you know, period, but especially, you know, I mean, you never want, I mean, we never want to give a team like Missouri Southern here, you're, you're one of seven, uh, you know, you, 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 you had some momentum, uh, coming, uh, off your, your first win in, in 19 games, uh, and plus you were playing at home and, and you know, you, you never want to give a team like that any kind of momentum or, or, or chance. And that's, that's what you sure did in that, in that, in that, in that, uh, first, uh, in, in the, uh, first half. Now, um, the uh, only touchdown of the first half came on a on again on a great play call. I do have to give Christian Hood some credit here, off of the offensive coordinator because there was some there was some good play calling. It, it, the, the execution was just not there until the second half. But uh, I mean, it, it, it was the, the the opportunities to score were there in the first half. I, I, I cannot stress that. I did not. Stress that enough to you because if you look at the box score and you're gonna say it was ten nothing at the at the at the at the at the half, you could be thinking that there was some bad play calls. To me, there was not bad play calls. It was just poor execution, and that's something that, that they definitely uh, have 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 got to fix. Now, I don't think that will be a problem uh, this week. Because it is a rivalry game that I will discuss in a couple of minutes, so I would think that they that they're gonna come out. Especially, I'm sure practice has not been easy. Uh, will not be easy uh, this week um, because um, did not seem too happy about that. I know uh, when I when I emailed him my questions uh, for the recap, I I wrote. Uh, for uh, Vista, UCL's campus, the campus newspaper. Uh, what also might be, if you were on campus, uh, do not hesitate to pick up a issue of the Vista. It is a quality paper. We got, you know, news in there about campus hap hap happenings, uh, uh, Edmund happenings, and then the sports. You know, all UCL stuff. So you know, I mean, we 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 got we got it going on. We got it, we got it going on uh, over over there. So uh, uh, I know um, this week. Look out for the basketball previews. We 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 have. Uh, Next next week, um, look out for the men's and women's basketball previews, uh, which does mean I will be discussing them somewhat uh, in the very near future. Actually, probably probably I'll probably put up two episodes uh, next week because uh, I'm not gonna discuss them here on the football podcast in depth. So what I'll probably do, because they do start playing on the 9th of November, I believe, against uh, Northwestern State, it's some kind of crossover tournament there. So uh, I think what I will do for that, well, once I... Um, once I once I do my uh, research on that, I will break that down. Um, not entirely sure how I'm going to do it, like in depth, in depth. <clears throat> Yet I'm thinking uh, what I will do is do a uh, separate basketball preview trust podcast, and then 
um, until 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 after Emporia, because because after Emporia, there, there's gonna be at least a couple of weeks uh, before either the bowls that UCL will hopefully get to or the playoffs start. So, so I, I can I can go in depth more then, but I think uh, especially next week. I'll do the uh, do the um, definitely do the preview, and then I think what I'll do is do what I do as at the start of this this podcast, which is kind of mention the scores. Uh, I'll go a little bit more in depth than what I do, but just mentioning the the scores. But I'd probably know more than a couple of minutes each because I I, I do want to. Uh, Keep the focus on Rocco football until the uh, until the season is over. So, um, but anyways, back um, so uh, as I mentioned, the the only touchdown came in the first half came on a flea flicker. Uh, uh, Justin Curry received the handoff, tossed it back to Garrett. Garrett found a wide open Dustin Bosk, who got the touchdown. I believe it was sixty four yards. I don't think that's right. I don't think it's weird, but it, it definitely was a, a a big touchdown pass there. And then they had a nice drive uh, before the end of the half. They 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 got down to I believe it was inside. I know it was inside the ten. They got they got they got, they got down to inside the ten on Missouri Southern. And then I don't know what Will Collins was doing. I, I I'm thinking he was trying to go in the corner to uh, Mikhail Hall. I, I I think was the was the plan, but the ball was severely, and I mean severely, underthrown, picked off by uh, Missouri Southern defensive back Corenzo Credit with the with the great name right there, but. Uh, so it was it was definitely a disappointing way to end the half because at the very least they should have had thirteen on the board, but instead but instead it was it was ten. And you know, I mean, I I'm not gonna say that I was I was I was worried because I still really wasn't worried because the fact that UCO was not playing their best. And still, for all intents and purposes, dominated that uh, first first half. Even though you couldn't tell in the uh, scoreboard, but now, to to the credit, they came out in the second half and um, wasted no time. Extending the lead from 10 to 24, uh, Justin Curry found the end zone. Uh, Clay McKenzie found the end zone. Uh, so you know, it, it 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 was it was it was definitely you know uh, a better second half, uh, and then <clears throat> and then the and then to, to and then to to make it worse here, uh, poor Missouri Southern. Uh, it was it was it was late in that fourth too. Uh, they actually had a decent drive going. Um, I want to say this was the one where, yeah, okay, so so Dustin Bosk 
not only did he have a great game receiving, but he had a but he had a heck of a game returning punt. I believe he had like four punt returns for seventy five yards, or I, I know one of them was like forty six. I mean, it, it was it was very impressive return game, but he did fumble. Uh, he 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 did fumble a punt. And Missouri Southern did have have a decent drive going until until drive killer Lindsey uh a fumble uh on the running back and O'Shea Harris picked it up and uh ran that bad boy back, I believe at least 45, 50 yards. 40 final touchdown, and then um, shortly after that, Missouri Southern just packed it in. They they, they didn't really try to run any plays, uh, even though they got the midfield again. They they still did not run any plays, and and so they therefore conceded the shutout to UCO. Uh, now uh, the running game, uh, as as you know, as coach has mentioned numerous times. The running game has definitely been a struggle this season. I had said, well, they have opportunity this week and next week to get that ground game going. And they did adjust that, amassing 245 yards or yard rushing. And they actually almost had 200 yard rushers. Uh, Justin Curry on 13 carries had uh, 111 yards and one touchdown, average eight and a half yards a carry. And Clay McKenzie on uh, 12 carries had had 92 yards and a touchdown himself, and at 7.7 yards per carry here. So uh, again, it was definitely a great day running running the ball. Um, you know, passing wise, uh, Will Collins nine. 19 of 29 for 227, one touchdown, the one pick. Also ran for, ran for, ran for, ran for 25 yards on four carries. So, uh, and then not to mention here, uh, you know, it, it, there could have been another great moment there. Uh, Sabre Daniels, another guy I mentioned on this podcast before. Uh, got in the game in that uh, I actually got in there in the in the third quarter I believe uh, he finished the day with four carries for 23 yards but he had a chance to get a touchdown um, and they handed off to him I believe two times in a row inside of two uh, he could not get the uh Touchdown! Uh, I felt kind of bad for some more days. I was, I was hoping to see a Seymour Daniels touchdown right there. I did get really excited about that. Um, but hopefully he will have a chance to score this week. Um, you know, but, man, I, <clears throat> you know, it's a, it's a very small sample size. I mean, you're talking about a guy here that ran two times Again, that in that Wasburn game and ran four times in this game. So, in, in the six carries so far in Sabre Daniel's career, uh, he has 34 yards. But uh, what I have seen from Sabre Daniels, especially in that in, in that in, in that Wasburn game. 
Uh, dude has a pretty quick burst there. I mean, we're talking, we're talking, about, we're talking about a guy here that was originally brought in as a wide receiver and then had to switch uh, because of injuries at, at, at the running back last, uh, uh, last year. But I, I can definitely see some promising, uh, uh, some, 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 some promise there out of uh, St. Seymour Daniels now. I, mean, I know he brought in, um, Peyton Scott, the uh, all Gatorade Oklahoma Player of the of the Year, and then he brought in Tucker Pauley from uh, Bigsby, not another quality running back in there, and then he brought in a couple of athletes that can also play running back. So, uh, you know, I don't know what the future holds at that position, but I I do know that's just that Seymour Daniels. Uh, you know, I mean, the guy, when he gets carries now, uh, is definitely making the most of it. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see Sabor get his time to shine. And then another guy, Tony Bazell, uh, you know, was another guy that was, that was making a position change, uh, had a had a nice catch on a on a on a slam route here. Um, he he, he finished with two catches for for, for ten five yards. Most of that came on that on that nice slam route catch. Time. It, it, it was it was nice. He uh, he uh, turned turned he, he turned the uh, DB. Uh, he he was he was able to able to shield him, make the catch. With Marzell here, no no small man. I saw him after I was leaving the um the post game interview from the Wasburn game, and I saw him outside the locker room. Tanya Marzell is no small man. I mean the guy's got to be at least six, at least six two. I would say roughly 180, 185. Uh, you know I I. I he definitely has the size uh, to make an impact at wide receiver. Uh, this was a guy that was buried on the depth chart, but uh, worked his way up there and has been in the in the rotation regularly. I believe for the past at least three games, if, if not if not four. So, Dan uh, finally making his his presence known in a Buckle uniform, and then uh, but then um, Mikhail Hall is a man I have been critical of. Mikhail Hall, as of late, has definitely uh, his play has risen. Uh, finished finish, finish with seven catches for, for 68 yards, all of which actually came in the first half. So, McKeel Hall utterly dominated that first half uh, against against uh, Missouri Southern. And then, defensively, Lindsey led with 10 tackles, one pick, a forced fumble. My man, Jakari Hunt, Jakari Headhunter Hunt, had nine tackles. And then, defensive end, Declan Stewart also had nine tackles. Um, they held Missouri Southern to 53 passing yards. Now, Missouri Southern did run the ball a lot, okay, because, um, that, that clearly, that was clearly their strength. Passing the ball, it is terrible. QB is trash. Uh, the line, trash. I mean, let's just, let's be honest here. You know, I mean... It, it was bad, okay. It, it was like, like the, when Missouri Southern 
offense is is trash. I I hate saying that, but after 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 seeing what they put up against Northeastern State and seeing it in person, yeah, it's trash. There's no other no other way to put that offense. It was terrible. Again, and if, if you if you if you stop the ground game, you definitely have them beat. Now, I did tend to agree with the commentators on the uh, on the live stream of the, uh, of, of the of the game. They they were really conservative for a team that is that was one and seven. Uh, I, I mean they. Like they almost refused to pass the ball, and then and then and then when they did pass the ball, um, they wouldn't throw it more than like five yards. I, I mean, they 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 took I believe two deep shots the whole game, and um, they had a chance on those on those two deep shots, uh, but they didn't go back to it, and, and, and I, I tended to agree with the with the commentators. They're saying, well, why are you not taking any any shots deep? I mean, you know, you're down. I believe it was like seventeen nothing then, and again, you're 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 you are a one win team here. I mean, what what do you have to lose? I don't. I don't. I, I tend to agree that too because 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 they they did play conservative, which did surprise me. You know, for a one win team, I I, I mean, if, if I was them, I would have busted out all all the stops. But hey, I'll take it because you know. Got to respect that shutouts. So uh, that is the Missouri Southern game again. Not not a whole lot of highlights there. It was just more of a wasn't UCL's best performance, but they still were able to get the win and the shutout. So now, so now they turned their attention to 09 Northeastern State the Riverhawks rivals for the President's Cup. I believe UCL has won the last three. I know they won last year in impressive fashion. <clears throat> and um, North, 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 and you know, uh, Northeastern State, the lone winless team in the conference. Uh, they are the ones that lost to Missouri Southern. Uh, um, and they're coming off a 62 to 17 loss to Missouri, uh, to Northwest Missouri State, who actually climbed back up to number five. Remember when they were number, number two, three, three or four? Whenever you feel me, they have now climbed back up to, to number five. So, uh, yeah, you still can hold that with uh, with a uh, pride right there. Um, it was forty five to three at the half, and they finished with more punting yards than they did offense yards. Now again, I, I want to repeat that here. They finished with more punting yards than they than they, than they did total offensive yards. That right there is a stat that you never want to see uh, because it finished with with 193 yards of offense and 372 punting yards. Uh, they also were a staggering one of 14 on third downs. Again. One of fourteen on third down. Now, you would you would think, okay? Now this is this is this is me here. You would think 
once Missouri, Northwest Missouri State would put in the bag up here, you would get some more first. Day. No, no, one of fourteen on third downs. Now to the credit, now there were three or three in the red zone. And now uh, that's great. You have to get to the red zone first. Now I, I, I imagine it's kind of tough again when you're one of fourteen on third downs. You only have 10 first downs the whole ball game. You only had 29 rushing yards and you allowed four sacks. Now let's stop being on the bush here and say that Northwest Missouri, Missouri, Missouri State is a slouch team because they are not a slouch team at all. Actually one of the better teams in the whole country. Okay, so, you know, again, all these numbers are bad. And you also have to look at their play on the road at Northwest Missouri State, uh, you know, it was 45-3 at, at the half, you know, I mean, and we, you, you go, go, going into that, you know, I mean, it, it, we, I think you all knew what was going to happen. Uh, but, again, they, they, but they're home this week, okay, it is a rivalry game, they're on not, they have nothing to lose, I would assume they're going to bring out all the stops here, uh, to try to get this win because again, you know, rival game, you never know. I mean, you kind of know, but still, I mean, you 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 always have to bring your A game, and I really hope that uh, UCO comes out quicker uh, and more and sharper than they than they did against against Missouri Southern because if not. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to say that it'll get it'll, it'll it'll get it'll get ugly because I still think that UCO could is is the far fair team hands down. But you never want to you know again give a sorry team hope, especially at home, especially in a in a rivalry game. So I think it's more imperative here that UCO come out there and. Uh, jump out to a fast start, which is very, very likely because uh, looking at their stats uh, Sunday, um, they, their opponent, uh, you know, I, I, I looked at the stat here and could not believe my eyes, uh, but uh, Northeastern North State has been outscored in the first quarter. A hundred and fifty to six. Now, I, I had never seen a hundred and forty-four point discrepancy in any quarter before. But uh yeah, I I, I just did. So uh, you know, you say, oh uh, I mean if you're you're North Northern State here. Uh, you scored six first quarter points in nine games. Uh, that that is just downright awful. And then in the in, and then in the third, they've been outscored hundred and twenty four to fourteen. I, I I have never seen numbers this bad. I mean, maybe maybe the two thousand and fifteen Kansas Jayhawk team, but I mean. I, that is staggering. So, well, so, so, something right there. If UCO get the first and third quarters, are the time to pour it on because that that that, that seems to be the opportune time 
to uh, score some points. Uh, now, uh, you know, if you're looking, if you're looking at the, at the stats, it seems like every quarter is opportune time to score some points because well, each state is allowing 48.7 points points a game. <clears throat> points per game, uh, 306 yards rushing and 600 carry. They have allowed 35 rushing touchdowns this season. Uh, now they are only allowing 184 passing yards a game. But again, I mean, you know, when you're out from the six yards of carry, I, I don't think our kids will be, will be passing the ball. Huh? Um, and uh, they have allowed 37 sacks. Uh, and they have also allowed 59 total touchdowns. Uh, 43% conversion rate on third down. Uh, f- teams have scored 43 touchdowns in the in the in the red zone, and are 47 or 55 in the red zone. Uh, while no East State themselves here averaging 12.3 points per game, uh, 76 yards on the ground. Wow, for for, for two yards of carry, five touchdowns, 166 yards passing with seven touchdowns, nine picks. Uh, now, to their credit, they do have seven picks on the season. Um, 26% conversion rate on third down, 20% on fourth down, uh, 14 TD scored all year, uh, 13 or 16 in the red zone with nine touchdowns. But again, you know how, how I mentioned last week. Missouri Southern only had two sacks. And that actually had that, that I have three sacks now because Will Collins uh, stood in the pocket way too long and took a sack. So uh that that was not on the on the on the line on that one there. That that one was on Will Collins. Um but Northeastern State also lacking in the sack category here, which is five sacks in nine games. Um so uh, you know, very, very, very similar numbers to what um, Missouri Southern had posted. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to do this part here rather, rather, rather quickly as far as the key players go because again, much like Missouri Southern, there just isn't much there. Um, they use they used three quarterbacks so far this year. None have done anything of real note. Um, we got uh, Jake Pruitt, a 6'3", 225-pound junior. I believe he is a he is a Juco. Right now, he is he is their leading passer here. Seven hundred ninety-five yards, two to five ratio. Um, then you got Jay Barker Baker, five nine, one sixty-five. Redshirt freshman, uh, 209 yards passing. Um, you know, in six games, and then Cade Yeager, 6'1", 210 sophomore, 488 yards, two touchdowns to three picks. Now, I don't know which one they're going to use. They used all three last week. Uh, but again, it was a blowout loss, so I assume, you know, you're just throwing everybody out there right that point. So, I don't know. I know Katie, Katie Yeager has been the guy that has started the past couple of couple of weeks, so I would like to think he would be getting the uh, start again. Then running the ball, 
Uh, they, got, they got Craig Davis. Now, Craig Davis is a, is, is a guy that you should sure definitely have to keep an eye on. If, if there was a playmaker on this team, um, probably going to be Craig Craig Davis, the true freshman running back, uh, five, 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 nine, 180 pounds. Um, has 380 yards on the season, uh, three touchdowns, four and two yards are carried. Now, right now, I'm not worried about him so much running as in the return game because he's averaging 27 and a half yards per return on kickoffs with two touchdowns. Uh, and has and and has a long of 94. So, uh, you know, Davis is definitely a guy here to uh, to keep an eye on. Now, I will say the special teams in the past couple of games has been that has has been spectacular. Um, so, uh, <clears throat> you know, it it will, it will definitely need to uh, continue here because uh, Craig Davis is definitely a a threat in the uh, return game. Oh, and so that 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 to me right there is is going is, is going to be key because I'm sure Northeastern would would appreciate some short fields in this game. Uh, then 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 the other running back. Trayvon Overstreet, uh, 6'1", 225-pound sophomore, has 181 yards, has failed to find the end zone. And then out wide, their leading receiver, Raheem Brummett, 5'11", 180-pound junior, 559 yards on 36 catches for three touchdowns. Um, and, uh, and then defensively, Gene Bazil, a 5'11", 185-pound junior, is leading tackler with 74 tackles and three for loss. Um, then, let's see here. You got Cortland Clark, 5'8", 170, also a defensive back. 72 tackles, one forced fumble. Um, let's see, linebacker, Jaquiel Washington, the 6'2", 205-pound sophomore, 57 tackles, 8.5 for loss, which is the most on the team. Two sacks is the most on the team, and one for his fumble. And then DB Jalen Evans, 5'10", 175-pound sophomore, leads the team or tied for the lead with two interceptions. Also has four for tackles and four tackles, tackles for loss. And then the kicker and putter, Brady, Brady Ellsworth, a 5'8", 165-pound true freshman, has four five on field goals, uh, averaging 36 yards a punt, uh, has a long of 54 on the punt with one touchback, five, uh, five, uh, 50 yards or more, 13 inside the, inside the 20 and a one, one block. Uh, now, one thing of note though, that Dorian State has, does have three block kicks on the uh, season. So, yes, but, uh, so to me, the key to this game, as I wrap this up here, the, the key to this game, uh, so number one, Clearly here is special teams because you know apparently North Northern State is is solid 
in the uh, return game and then uh and 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 walking kicks here uh any time you have a team that has multiple block kicks on the season here um it is definitely nothing to take lightly so that's key number one now uh the way that the way that ECU ha- has been playing on uh, special teams the past two games again has just been lights out so hopefully uh coach Tyler Holland who uh Bobek always credits for the for the for the for the play on special teams uh hopefully he will have his units ready to go again um and then key number two to the game will be getting off to a fast start because again you know i do not want to see another 10-0 half i i especially in rivalry games i just would like to see them come out there Start off fast again. Norwich they had been outscored by 144 points in the first quarter. I want to see them come out there, um, jump on them here, get a get a couple of early 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 touchdowns here, kind of shut the door early in that game. Um, instead of losing it open, I, I, I like to do it against Missouri Southern. Uh, key number three to me is running the ball again. You know, as I mentioned, they have. The, the Missouri Southern game and this game, two great games. Pat the stats here uh, on the on on the ground. Now they did so last week. Almost had 200, 100, 100 yard rushes. Uh, I would like to see them do do the skipping this week. Um, the uh, line run blocking was uh, spectacular. Um, it, it 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 definitely. The holes were there. I mean, any, any time you average eight, eight and a half yards and seven point seven yards carry, you're obviously doing doing something right up front. So uh, again, that would be a nice continuous play. And then finally, um, and finally would be defense here. I mean, we could get a third trick shutout. You know, I, I mean, I I, I know beggars cannot be choosers here, but. Uh, you can uh, you can post a third straight shutout. I mean, I don't know when the last time that happened, but um, you know, I mean, I I, I think I think I think I believe that the Northeastern State can find the end zone. I know that they have more firepower than Missouri Southern does. Um, the quarterback is capable of. Uh, you know, at least throwing for a, for a touchdown, which I can't say about Missouri. So there's a quarterback who has an old eight ratio right now. So, um, but you know, again, I mean, hey, look, if the defense can post a third straight shutout, if the defense post a third straight shutout, I would definitely be busting out the Ice Cube intro next week because that that definitely would be worth a a it was a good day intro because that that that'd be a great day because not not only then would you pretty much have, have clinched a bull burst but uh, <clears throat> and not only would you then have big rival for I believe is the fourth straight year. But then posted three straight shutouts. I mean, you know how hard it is to post one shutout. But you know, and and then two is impressive, but even if we get three straight shutouts here, that uh you know that 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 that's gonna be that'd be something, you know? I mean I I I I don't I don't I don't care who you play, any any time you get shutouts. 
it's still it's still just impressive. So, um, you know that that's that. Uh, so that's gonna do it for this week's uh, episode of, to, of, of the of the Toast Podcast. Next week, uh, as I mentioned, um, we will have two two podcasts here. We will do um the regular Tosho uh recap preview. It it is it is senior night. Um. I do. I I am trying to get to get to get something special for that. Um, so if actually, so if that if that does if that becomes a reality, then I will push the basketball preview back to uh, to the following week because then we'll have we'll have two. Uh, football related podcast then if that's if that's able to happen if not if it's not able to happen then we will have the regular Toso podcast and then a Toso basketball pretty special podcast so look out regardless there will be two podcasts two Toso podcasts next week uh it's just I'm, I'm hoping to get this senior night one I, I, I I'm hoping here I'm trying uh, again, there's a lot, a lot of work behind the scenes has to go into this, but best believe me, if I make that happen, or make it happen, um, I think you will. I think you will. I think I think that 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 you would enjoy it if I can make it happen. So, again, we will see. But uh, that's all. My name is JD Smooth, and I'll talk to you all later. Bye. Have a beautiful time.